All right, guys, so welcome to the Lift Fitness Podcast. This is episode 13. 13. Yeah. yeah, I get this mixed up every single week. 13, episode 13. Now, I'm going to have a little bit of a confession here. Um, Aaron's been ill all week. He's been in bed because he ate oysters. Had food poisoning, which wasn't fun. Wasn't, <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. So he's spent all his time listening to podcasts and listening to audiobooks. And I've been super busy with the five-day challenge. Um, that we literally really haven't got anything planned for there. But we want to be consistent because we know we do have a lot of valuable listeners. Um, and, people who listeners. Sort of, and people who sort of just get a lot from this or like sort of get little bits and pieces, really. Yeah, and if anything, they can just take a nick out of us because they've been listening to us in the car before they come train. <laughs> exactly. So it's good. Um, so we wanted to kind of keep the consistency and make sure we have a podcast um, for Monday morning. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Only join. Only join. That would be that would be the world's quickest <laughs> podcast ever. That would episode. be the world's worst podcast ever, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, so basically, what what we are going to talk about is is a five day challenge because I've just been doing this five day challenge. And I wanted to kind of highlight the benefits of, of why we've done this five day challenge. Um, because you've done it, Aaron, didn't you? Or you were part of it? You... Yeah, I was sort of briefly going in and out. I, had, I sort of started off, and I was like, right, I'll, I'll do it. And sort of the oyster, the, the oyster, oyster the oysters attacked. The oysters attacked, and then I ended up just in bed, just literally not wanting to do anything productive whatsoever. So basically, what this challenge was, it was an online challenge. It was a five-day challenge. It was free. It was for anybody to join. Um, I am going to be doing more of these because it was actually really, really good. I uh, got a lot of good feedback from it. Got a lot of people thinking a little bit differently. From what I've seen, everyone got a lot out of it. To be fair, like a lot of sort of even nutrition advice, loads of different things, and people sort of walked away from it like a lot sort of. I don't know, a lot better in a way. A lot yeah, I mean, you. I've been talking to people in the gym about it, and they've just been saying a lot of things, the simple little things that they've been implementing in everyday mm-hmm. life. Um, like your dad I was talking to your dad, and he was saying that he goes to bed like earlier now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, misses your mom. Your mom comes in late and. And I see, I see nothing that I've actually when you were talking about that. <laughs> I wouldn't say what your dad said. <laughs> nothing, Lisa. He didn't say anything bad. But actually, to be fair, so I was having um, having a conversation with my mum about it, sort of, and she was saying that one of the hardest bits was sort of getting was getting started and sort of putting the post out online, and like sort of because one of the tasks which was if anyone wants to do these, you can skip forward thirty seconds so you don't spoil it for yourself. Um, but. So one of the tasks was that you had to sort of announce on your like Facebook feed that you were doing like that you were like participating in this challenge. So and then she sort of and then she was saying to me that that was the hardest bit because she was like thinking, oh, what if someone thinks thinks I'm a, like I'm a dick or something like that, or as if I'm like, oh, what if they think, oh, who the hell does she think she is? But then like she was saying that that was one of the hardest bits for her of yeah, the challenge. So one of the reasons I've done it because it was it was. It's putting people out of the comfort zone. This was like a pre-warm-up task. It wasn't one of the main tasks. It was a pre-warm-up task. Uh, so it was basically all they've done. They got people to then put on Facebook, tag me in it, and to say that they were doing a five-day challenge. It was a fake uh, accountability challenge. We basically sort your shit out and quit making excuses. Mm-hmm. This was kind of what the challenge was. It was just to get people off their asses and just to start doing things that actually work and to simplify everything and just to kind of highlight the fact that it does. it, it is really simple. And I've done this... Uh, out your comfort zone task we saw people who could do that and it showed people's commitment on the, on the very first off the people who put it out there stayed until the very end of the challenge mm-hmm. um, I don't know exactly who did stay until the end of the, the, end, until the end of the challenge I know there was a drop off 
Uh, and this generally always happens with challenges. Yeah, you know, 100%. It's always a good idea at the time, uh, but then things either happen, life gets in the way, or it gets a little bit uncomfortable, or whatever it is. But this is why I wanted that commitment. And the whole point of it was only five days. It was five days just to commit. And I started on a Friday, and I've done that purposely, because everybody wants to start on a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you do, I'll start on Monday. I'm going to start that, start on Monday. I'm going to start just start on Monday. Screw Monday, start on Friday. Because Friday is the hardest day to start because it's a weekend. You know, a couple of people did say to us, oh, can I still do the challenge because I've got a massive like, weekend coming up. And yeah, of course you can still do the challenge, but use it as part of your kind of, just use it to implement different strategies when you are going out for a big night out. Mm-hmm. Or just take things away from it, whatever it is, but don't put it off just because you've got a big weekend coming up. Yeah. Um, so starting on a Friday was quite cool. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because when I seen that you were launching on a Friday, I was like, initially I, I was thinking, I was like, this is going to like, well, make or break, as this challenge is called. <laughs> I always called the make, what was it, make, make or break? Make or break five-day challenge. Make and break. Make and break. Make and break. But when I seen that it was going to launch on a Monday, I mean on a Friday, sorry, I was like, this is either going to, like, people are going to see that and be like, on a Friday. Break and change, not make and break, break and change. Was a break and change. Break and change. Oh, I'm going to get the face. Can I, I can't remember what the challenge was called. How short was that? Uh, yeah, it was a break. It was a break and change. Five-day challenge. It was basically break the restraints of all the bullshit that's in the industry and start making... <laughs> break and change. I don't know where I got make and change from. I mean, start changing uh, life. Rhyme, but. Right? And that was the whole purpose of it because there's a lot of crap in the industry, um, which you know, if you listen to the podcast, that we kind of try to decipher all that mm-hmm. give you the, 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 the good stuff it's the unsexy stuff which you kind of spoke about before um but it is the good stuff it's the stuff that works yeah so the simple things that you sort of keep on doing really in yeah. a way and uh, you know the, just the structure of the of the challenge because i wanted to kind of touch on it a little bit was basically we set it off and it was just about the nutrition side of things so it was just basic stuff about energy balance uh how i kind of ran it so i've done a post people had a challenge to do. I'm not telling you the challenge because I want more people on it and I don't want to spoil anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it was about energy balance. So, I had a challenge to do about energy balance. And then, after that, what we've done is on the nighttime, I done a Facebook Live and explained more why they had done that task and try to give more information. So, it was an education as well as a challenge. So, there's a challenge there, but there's an educational point as well. And that's the whole point of what what we're doing. So the whole point we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, me and Aaron have a bit of a laugh and we actually enjoy it, but at the same time we, we want to want to sort of let inform you about different things and sort of let you take little pieces from it. Like say if you get one thing from an episode of the pod like out of say out of the thirteen episodes that we've done, do you get one thing from one episode then like don't eat oysters on a Tuesday. Exactly. It gives you food poison. Don't eat don't eat oysters straight first thing in the morning. So we eat them. Yeah, because like um so there was like loads going spare from work. So I was like, all right, I'll, I, text, I text the family group chat and I was like, do we want any oysters? And my dad was like, yeah, mom will. Which turns out the next day my mom didn't even want them. So, <laughs> but then, so I was decided to like practicing opening them and stuff because they actually were really hard to open, but then I got the knack of it. And then I ate them and then that, I, everything else I that felt. That was on the morning or like yeah. breakfast, oysters for breakfast. Yeah, like after I'd had my... Um, so like speaking of habits, I've got into a habit every morning of having a, literally grabbing the biggest glass of water, sort of taking the free like some like vitamins and stuff that I take. Did you have your big cigar 
by your evil devices <laughs> and you're thrown. Not quite. Right? That's for the next time, but once I actually, I'm going to leave it till about 12 p.m. before I have the oysters this time. I think that's where I went wrong. I had them before 12 p.m., thus I got food poisoning. <laughs> oysters look mineral, they just look like big snots. Mm, I think the taste of the seaside, though, when, I mean, like when you eat them. Salty snot. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, someone was asking us how the, what the oysters taste like. I just kept on saying the seaside. Because it's like, when you walk past the seaside, you sort of get them as socials. I've never seen any oysters as socials. Me either, actually, to be fair. I think they're all North Shields. <laughs> no, they're all like. Polluters. Yeah. <laughs> but where were we, sorry? I can't even remember what we were so talking Dave, about. Yes. The first one was energy balance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and not eating oysters on a Tuesday morning. Um, so the second one was, the second challenge was just about activity. Again, there was a challenge in there. And then there was an education Facebook Live on the end. Uh, the third day was about the training. So we got, we delved into the training side of things. Again, there was another challenge in there. And I just covered everything that people need to know about training, how they can change the training up, suit the goals, all these kind of things. Uh, so it's not just one size fits all. And then in the last two days was probably the, the, the first three days with the tools. I would say they were the tools. And what, the biggest thing that I said at the beginning was it was all about implementation. Mm-hmm. Everybody can have the tools. You know, I can tell you now, me and I are going to have a conversation now about the benefits of energy balance. But unless you put those into practice, mm-hmm. then it's just a tool. You're not using the tool effectively. You've got to be able to implement these tools. Um, so the last two days were based around habits. So it was tracking habits, um, identifying habits. And then again, there was a task in there as well. Um, and then the final day was just about routine. So it was about kind of structuring routine, explaining the importance of a routine. And the last one, which I didn't actually tell people until the very last day, was goal setting, because that is the most important part. Because unless you have any goals, then there's not a lot of point. Well, there is, there's a point, but you don't know why you're doing things. You know, you've got to have, you have to have a reason um, to do it. And one of the things I actually did cover was finding your why. You know, finding why you want to do it. And that's where a lot of people go wrong because I want to get fit. I want to lose weight. Okay, you want to do it, but why do you want to do it? Mm. Nobody ever asks why. It's just, well, I want to lose weight. Okay, you can join my class. Okay, I want to get fit. Okay, you can join my class. Or you can join my gym. I want to lose weight. Okay, you can buy my nutrition plan. Like, why? Why do you want to get fit? Why do you want to lose weight? It has to be, it's got to be a solid reason there. Why do you want to gain muscle? Why do you want to get stronger? Because there's always an underlying factor. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. just, I want to lose weight. There's an underlying factor there. The chances are the weight gain is a side effect of something else that's going on in your life. And generally what I find is when I bring people in, is when we talk to people, it's just kind of, first thing people say is like, I just want to lose weight and get fit. So I'll ask like, why? Why do you want to lose weight? Well, because I'm sick of being overweight. Okay, why are you sick of being overweight? Because it makes us feel really miserable. Okay, why does it make you feel miserable? Right, because when last time I tried to dress on them, they start getting into a big long story. Yeah, actually, the reason deep, is because of the way that they're feeling, the confidence, and it's not just the weight. The weight is just a side effect mm-hmm. of how they're actually feeling inside. Yeah. And, you know, identifying your why. So if there's anything you could do, the first thing to do is identify your why. And there's a good book by Simon Sinek, uh, which was 
It's called um, Start With Why. It's a really good book to read. It's based more on business, but like I said on the live when we've done it, it doesn't have to be about business. It can be about life in general. It doesn't have to be about anything specifically. Well, everything in the links in somewhere. You read that book, have you read? It's on my, um, it's the next Audible book that I'm actually going to listen to after I've listened to The Compound Effect. It's a, it's a really good book, actually, I think. It's literally just there, yeah. Start with why, top shelf. We'll start with why. On the top shelf, um, it's a really good book because he kind of goes through uh, what he calls, let's get it. Just for those listening, we do have a physical copy of the book right now. We're not just sort of just guessing. <laughs> he calls it the golden circle. So basically what he has, he has three circles. Okay, so the middle, you've got the outside circle, which is the what, the inside circle, which is the how, and these are the two things that people focus on, what and how. Or how am I going to lose weight? What am I going to do to do it? But the middle circle, and this is your core, is why. Mm-hmm. Or the, the how and the what doesn't make any difference until you know what that why is. So it's identifying that why and you'll come up with an answer because the how is easy. The how is actually really, really easy. You, know, you don't need a scientist to tell you that if you want to lose weight, you've got to be in a calorie deficit. Yeah. You know, if you want to get stronger and add a little bit of muscle, then you have to lift some weights. If you want to change your body composition, then you've got to combine these things together. It's, it's not rocket science, but a lot of people do miss that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of what the five day challenge was. Kind of a little bit of a, a tangent there. I know. <laughs> Only thing is, when we go so far off a tangent, it's like oh, we sometimes like struggle to think how we actually got there. It's so weird when you think about conversations; like they'll have like, a starting point, and then they'll go like sort of down into it and it's like when you get to a certain point in the conversation where it's like so completely lost off from the actual like the initial <laughs> the initial thing. The initial uh, yeah, conversation and then you sort of look thinking back and like eh, how did that how this, did is, this is where you find the goal you, see. you find the goal because then you it's like you're subconscious so mm. like when i talk if i've got something in front of us when it's scripted so basically when i've done the facebook lives i've always been quite nervous about facebook lives and what I do is I use a script, not a script. I use bullet points because then if I've got bullet points, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But then what I do is when I start talking about it, I go off in big tangents because the subconscious takes over and all the information that I've got, I mean, I talk about stuff. I'd be like, hell, where did that come from? Yeah. You know, like it's, I had no idea I was going to go pick that book up. That was just a random, just, random, just thing. Just a random thing that kind of happened. Is it even, even the mentioning of the book, to be fair? Like, if you think about it. I mentioned it on the Facebook Live the other day and, uh, couldn't remember what it was called. And he was called Simon Simon Sinek and why yeah. was he, I was sure what's he called? What, what's what's the book called? I could not remember for the life of us what the book was called. And like when I was watching that live, I was genuinely thinking, I was like, eh, what is it? I was like, I'm sure it was like I don't know what I was thinking about, but I literally I was looking through all like like Simon Sinek books that I've um I had on my audible and I was like, eh, like eh, which one was it? His very first one. <laughs> well not his first one, but it was his It was like a sort of breakthrough one in a way, I think it was. Yeah, it was one of the ones that kind of put him up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as, as an author. and then the next one would be eat, lead, white leaders eat last. I think that's the next one. That's a sort of the next uh, big one. It's something like I've got into the one. Something like that, but I kind of, I kind of got lost off halfway through it. Mm. So, but he's a good author. He's a good, he's a good, he's a successful guy. So you got to listen to people like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, as long as you can take something from them. Yeah, hundred percent. Like anything, if you can take something away from this, you know, whether it might be fine. Why could mm. we just do oysters? I don't know. 
we can take something away from it, it's, it's value, isn't it? It's weird because oh, I just remembered this. So someone who I follow on Instagram, I can't remember his name now for the life of us, but um, he did a video when Toy Story 4 came out and they're saying how like, he felt walked away from Toy Story 4 feeling so motivated and stuff because of his speech. Like, a bit where Woody says it was like, like I, know, I don't know the exact sort of um, word for word, but it's something about sort of toys not making anyone happy because they spend all their life sat on the shelf. When like really they should be out with like loads of kids like getting played with and stuff. But like he was saying that that was like just a little thing that sort of like he took that away from it and was just like honestly, toy. If you listen, if you if you read like like obviously we've got two kids. I think we've actually spoken about this before on the, on the podcast. Cause when we talk about I think it should stories. be. I surely we have. If you read kids' stories, the the the, the storyline itself, like the story behind the story. That is so powerful. It really is. And things like, like things like in, in, in Toy Story and things mm-hmm. like this, the speeches that they make, there's a, there's a really strong message there. El Mono Arlo's got this book. Again, I think I've said this before. It's called The Lion Inside. And it's honestly, it's my favorite book because it's it's about kind of a little mouse. And this little mouse is getting ignored. So basically, he's in the jungle. He lives in the jungle. He lives underneath this rock. And he's getting ignored by all the big animals. He gets trod on. He gets kind of poked and sat on and... All this kind of story starting to recite all the words. Um, but then there's a lion who lies on top. He's on the top and he's the king of the jungle. And he roars and everybody you know, listens to what he says and all these kind of things. So it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got the lion, you've got the mouse. Mm-hmm. And the mouse is so sick of it, he wants to learn how to roar. The whole point of the story, he wants to learn how to roar. So he says, well, the only way I can find out how to roar is to go and see the lion and ask him how to roar. And then, but he, the build up to it is kind of, he's, he's so scared of actually approaching the lion in case he gets eaten. Mm-hmm. But then he says, well, I'd rather I got eaten than stay small forever. So instead of being in his little kind of, his little shelter um, and ignored, he'd rather risk everything mm-hmm. and learn how to roar or get eaten. Either way, it's going to be better than where he's at. Yeah. And actually what happens is the lion's actually shit scared of the house and the mouse. <laughs> The, the mouse is actually the, the, the dominant one between the lion and the, well, and the mouse. So it's actually, but the, the whole, the way the kind of stories yeah. and the words that they use, it's actually, it's quite powerful. Mm. It's quite a really interesting story. But I love reading the kids' books and finding these little hidden gems. But I think that's sort of, I think that's why a sort of a lot of people seek change and sort of seek like sort of self-improvement in general. Just sort of, they're in a point where they're sort of sick of the, Sick of the day to day, sick of the sort of sick of their own sort of their own environment, their own excuses, their own sort of all sorts. And then they see that as being, oh, if I try this, it's at least it might not be like this might happen, but at least it's not gonna be this. Huh? Like at least I'm not gonna go back to the same. Well that's the thing, uh, this is where a lot of people, you know, it's 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 that procrastination and people procrastinate because they're so scared of what could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like can go back to that little mouse, that mouse was, I could get eaten, I could actually die here, but actually dying isn't as bad as where I am right now. Yeah. So I'm going to take that risk and I'm going to just do it because that's the worst case scenario. But the thing is we always think of the worst case scenario. We always think of, you know, like I spent a long, long time not putting myself on Facebook lives because I was so scared of what would happen. Mm-hmm. I would look like a tool or I remember when I was younger, I used to, my voice started breaking. Um, used to sit in registration and every time I would come to my turn my voice would go really squeaky 
and I would sit and I would sit and I would sit and I would get anxious and anxious and anxious. Everybody's name was going and going. I knew my name was going to come. Yeah. And eventually I was thinking, I'm either going to say this really confidently or I'm just going to go really high pitch and go, and it was just horrible. It was a horrible experience. But I didn't really do it. It was only the odd time that it did actually happen. Mm. 90% of the time it was absolutely fine. I didn't do it. But I was just so anxious of waiting for my turn that it kind of it actually it caused a lot of build of anxiety. Yeah, but I think it's a lot easier to sort of point out and focus on sort of the negatives and say what you do, what you do wrong, in essence. Because like say, even with sort of habits, say if you've got three habits that you want to implement, say get up at 6 a.m., get up, I mean, um, drink a glass of water first thing in the morning and go to bed by nine o'clock. Then say if you get up at like, if you get up at seven one day, then you'll probably, like say, if you have a lie and get up at like 10 o'clock or something, you might spend that day sort of thinking, ah, oh, I, wish I, wish I, I wish I got up at six and then I could have had all three and stuff. But completely neglecting the fact that the past 90 days, 90 days or more, you've been getting up at 6 a.m. every single day yeah. and like making that commitment. But then to have that one lie in and say, oh, I've ruined it. Like, it doesn't focus seem... on that one negative thing. And yeah. It's not even a negative, is it? Because actually that could have been what your body needed. Mm -hmm. You might have needed that three hours extra sleep because your body needed it. Mm -hmm. But you kind of, you say you get absorbed in the in that negative, oh man, I blew everything. It's like your diet, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah, I've eaten really well for 90 days, but then you have a blow and you have a pizza. Oh, well, I'm doctored. I'm screwed all. I'm just going to go and drink loads of beer and eat loads of pizza and inhale loads of ice cream yeah. because you've had that little bit of a kind of blowout. But you probably needed that blowout for your body. Yeah, you, know, you need that time was either a mental thing or a physical thing, whatever it was. It's sort of a little bit of a relief in a way, like sort of just to be, like take just yeah. take it out on something. That's it. I, mean, I, I actually asked, uh, put that on Instagram the day I'd slept in. And I think it's the first time I've slept in. For, I mean, since I've had the gym, I must have slept in three or four times. I'm pretty kind of consistent. Um, but I did sleep in the other day. I didn't wake up. Actually, Arlo came in bed, luckily, and he was going, Daddy, Daddy. Oh, man, what do you want? And he's going, Daddy, God's sake, what time is it? It was 10 to 6. I was like, shit, it's mm. not working, 6 o'clock. Um, but anyway, I kind of got here. It was about 20 past 6 when I got here. But instead of being kind of irritated with myself, which in the past I would have been, I just yeah. said, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just, I probably need to sleep. I forgot to set me alarm, which is human. It doesn't matter. Um, one of the things I put on, on, on Instagram was just about at least at 80% of the time, I could be consistent. And... You have that little bit of 20% where yeah. you're not consistent. You have that room for error. You have that room to be a little bit naughty or you have that room, you know, not to be as strict as that you normally are. But as long as for 80% of the time you are consistent, then you have room for flexibility. That little wiggle room. The little wiggle room, yeah. And I'll either apply that across the whole board, whether that's your training, nutrition, your lifestyle, just anything. Just, you know, if you need a blowout, just have your little blowout, mm -hmm. but just make sure you come back and you're 80%, you, you're consistent on 80% of the time, because mm -hmm. that's where your results come from. Your results come from your 80%, not the kind of one or the two or the 3% where you've actually went off track a little bit. Yeah. But actually it's probably benefits you longer term by doing that. Mm -hmm. well, so yeah, we, that was kind of a little bit of a tangent again, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, going, from, there from going from white alliance to mice and <laughs> um, but this kind of kind of brings us to uh, what I wanted to lead to as well and finish off with. So with the five-day challenge, this is now leading to a six-week challenge. So this is open to everybody. This is not just open to lift members. Uh, so if you do want to kind of jump on that, if you let us know. If you drop us a message and let us know. Again, it's going to be 
it's going to be an advancement for what we do on the day of five. So we are going to go through habits, routine, nutrition, training, um, and structure. We'll just go through everything and I'll set you challenges. I'll take care of your nutrition, your calories, and your training. All you've got to do is just turn up, be accountable, and get some good results. And it's not, you don't have to have anything specific if you wanted to do this. It could be just health-related goals. There's a few people around who want to get challenge the bodies and get a, get leaner. Um, there's a few people on who just want to kind of start to manage the lifestyle. There's a few people on who just want to get a little bit stronger. So it's not a specific sort of fat loss shred or anything like that. It's just to kind of manage your life and challenge yourself for six weeks. Uh, so if you're interested in that, it'd be really good. We're going to start on the 8th of March, but it doesn't, I've only taken 30 people on. I only take 30 people because I want to have a personal approach to it. Uh, I don't want it to be one of these challenges where there's like two, 300 people on it and nobody gets any kind of attention and it's all generic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from anybody who's worked with us now will kind of know that I do try to have a personal approach. Even though we work predominantly with group training, we have that personal side of things mm-hmm. and I never kind of want to get away from that. Um, even with the things that we've just done with this challenge, there's about 35 people on this challenge we've just yeah, done. Yeah, 35. Um, and you know, I try to get as personal as I could with that. I, I comment on people's goals. I try to give them a bit help if I think I need a little bit more help. And that's just kind of how we work. Yeah, I like that. That approach. I think that approach is much better than doing a sort of say if you have like a big, big, massive team with loads of like loads of people. Like saying all like the different challenges. Like some of the different challenges I've done where it's been like it's a couple like thousand people in or something like that where it's just basically copy and paste of stuff and it's just like the generic sort of advice. Whereas like sort of in this sort of from what I've seen from what I seen anyway when I was bedridden. Um it was very like you were literally taking the time to reply to everyone's comments sort of on the lives. You were like mentioning like even answering the comments in the live and stuff as you were going along. Which I thought was it worked really well because you could see that people were people engaging. getting a lot more stuff from it really. And the thing is and this is going back to the tools, if you have tools, anybody can give you the tools. The tools aren't hard to use. It's the implementation. But the implementation comes from, you know, having that support, getting your questions answered, getting all these things. And the Facebook lives, you know, as it kind of went on with, I wasn't very interactive at the start because I was actually quite nervous. Um, but by towards the end of the to the lives, I kind of got really used to it, and we started interacting. And this was this is what I kind of want from. It. I want that interaction because the interaction is where people get involved and you, people need to be involved. They need to be a part of everything as opposed to just being an outsider in a group. Yeah. They want to be part of that group. This is where the accountability comes in. This is where your support network comes in. And this is where you get results. You know, it's not by, yes, you get results by using the tools, but the proper implementation will get you the better results. It makes it all so much like personal, really, because if you're sort of getting involved, putting your stuff in it, it really feels as if you're sort of having having a voice out there because say there was other people reacting to other people's messages, replying to other people's comments and stuff. It makes it feel as if it's like a community and it's sort of, yeah. everyone sort of sticks in it together when they're, when they're together. Well, that's it. There's still people commenting now on that group that we did mm-hmm. last night. There's still people still messaging and commenting on other people's comments. Um, you know, trying to kind of get people more involved. Yeah. And, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good community. And this is kind of what I want from it. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna join that, let us know again only 30 spaces. So feel free to jump on. Yeah, so let either of us know um in the because in the note in the copy note in the show notes, I want to say copy notes there for some reason. Um 
in the show notes. We've got all the links to all the social medias and stuff, all the usernames and whatnot. Also links to the Facebook group if you want to join that. Then if you want to join that, you'll see even my Nokia's profile. Just drop one of us a message or even just put a post up in there if you feel it. Feeling like like a brave little mouse. Like a, like a brave little mouse and want to reach out to the lions. <laughs> Not that there's any lions here. Not that there's... <laughs> Not at all. But, but actually, yeah. I know, I don't, I don't know how to bring that back from that one. No, we'll leave it there. Yeah. All right, cool. So, that, so, that was thanks. episode 13. That yeah. was episode 13. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll catch up with you. Or enjoy the rest of the week because you'll be listening to us on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Next week.